Come join Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, where we talk about all things consignment. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 43 of Sea Chats, and we are here today to help you boost your business. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. Why do we think we can do that? Besides the fact yeah. that we're pretty knowledgeable in the field, having worked in it for so long. But yeah. what is giving us this extra boost? This uh, business boutique conference that we just attended in Nashville. Actually, we're recording this in Nashville right now, so we're so pretty pumped. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're together <laughs> in one room, in one house. Yeah, yeah. We are so excited to tell you. We we cannot tell you everything because it would take days right mind blown yes so what we did today was we each picked our favorite most meaningful session that we're gonna break it down for you give you some little pieces that really moved us some things that we felt were important to share with our amazing community here and um things that'll boost your business yes things that we hope you can find to boost your business not that we hope that we know you're gonna find to help boost your business. Yeah. Like I have so much from so many different people, so it's just like yeah. And little quotes here and there that really got to me that made me think. Um, first, I want you to like we need to change the way we talk, and we need to assume we, you can believe that it's possible, and to control your thoughts, and that will help you like get you know get overcome your fear and get the results that you want in in your business that's how we know we can boost your business did you see how we changed the wording and how we presented it yes mm-hmm. yeah not oh. we'd like to or can we but we're here yeah we're to doing boost it. your business mm-hmm. yes and that's actually one of the speakers Manut Shahan Manit Manit Shahan <laughs> I'm not good at that um, actually said that to change the words, the change the sentence, can we with a question mark to we can with an exclamation point. Yeah. So if anybody asks you anything and like, and it might seem out of your comfort zone, just change those words around and say, we can. Yes, we can. And like Christy, right. Who does, did this conference. She always says, do it scared. So say yes before you're sure of what you know. If you, you know, even if you have doubts about like, oh, I can't do this in the back of your mind, just say yes, do it scared, and just jump in and do it. Do you remember the statistic, and I think they presented it twice, about women versus men <laughs> in business? And I mean, I yes. found that totally rang true for me is that... Um, oh, it was the resume. It was, it the, was or the, um, the job interview. requirements. The job requirements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That men apply for a hundred percent of men apply for jobs even if they're not fully qualified mm-hmm. and don't fit every criteria of what they're mm-hmm. out looking for. Mm-hmm. And it was something like only sixty seven percent of it women. It was sixty percent oh. men know about six have about sixty percent of the job requirements when they apply. Yes. Oh that's it. And that's it, that's women it. have a hundred percent, generally have a hundred percent before they will apply. And even in 100%, women are doubting themselves, do I have all of this? Do I have all the requirements? So men do more of a, and this is in general, this does not apply to everybody, but in general, men will apply at about a 60% knowledge level and assume they can. And we women, we we don't have 100%, we don't apply. Yeah. So that really spoke to me. That that said a lot about mindset and 
And we're going to stop we approach that. Things. Yes. Freaking stop that. Yeah. No mm-hmm. more. No mm-hmm. more. We're done with that. Yeah. Yep. What else you got for us? Jasmine Starr said, you've got to work out of your struggles to get to your desires. So I think a lot of us get stuck in that, you know, that um, being held back. Just like, just like what I just said before. I mean, all these things kind of were similar, but it's just you need to, like, step out of your comfort zone, push past your struggles to get to your ultimate goals and desires in uh, life and business. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, I mean, do either of you have a, have a good example of how that might apply to you or how that might apply to some of our uh, consi- other consignment well, store I mean, owners? Well, I mean, live sales. <laughs> live sales is a good example. Okay. I mean, I know that... You know, I struggled with that. I, um, it was really hard for me to jump in there and do that. Mm-hmm. And even after I did it, I still had a lot of doubt because I only had a couple views. Uh-huh. So that still, that actually helped, you know, kept me from doing more. I only did like four and then I stopped and they were sporadic. And, um, you know, you, I know you had the same problem. That was for us. We were too. scared. We were same, yeah. so uh, same struggle. I would not put myself on camera. Uh, rarely take a photo and never a video, never live on Facebook, any social media mm-hmm. outlet, anything like that. Would not do it. And look totally at us uncomfortable. Now. I was totally mm-hmm. uncomfortable and totally scared, and I did it scared. And uh, I had these ladies that kept, you know, pushing me and pulling me in through that process and just kept on. And it's been. Uh, in my mind, in a, a success, a success for what I wanted right. to achieve. Total success, both yeah. with C-Chats. I mean, we all were like, what are we, yeah. are we really doing this? Yes. And look at what we've done. And now we're on video all the time. We do lives. Right. We're like, you know, like, and I'm going to actually go back to doing some live sales. Good for you. Because you know, I've, you know, I can do it. Yes, you can. I yes. will do it. You yeah. can. I will you do, will it. do it. You will do mm-hmm. it. I'm going to revisit that a little bit and what I'm going to talk about. So remind me when I get to my section. Okay. okay. Yeah. And she also said, and this is very similar, she said, impossibilities are actually possibilities in disguise if we choose to see them that way. You know. I like that. Sometimes you just got to read these quotes and just pause a bit. Because <laughs> I just right. like, let them sink in. Um, you know, that's... So what's something that you ladies out. consider a... An impossibility right now. Hmm. You got some. Look at you taking over moderator. And I know. I'm and so <laughs> sorry. I just I I feel like I pretty passionately about bringing this to you guys and giving you guys examples. Um, well, I, okay, I got one. Yeah, we talked about it in our last episode. Uh, the social media. I kind of, it's really hard for me. It's hard for me to keep motivated with that. I feel like a lot of my followers on social media are more um, other store owners, other resellers, and not really customers. Uh, I don't feel like I'm getting sales from that. So if you, if I let it, it could just be, oh, this is impossible. I should just not do this. Like, it's just, you know, not that I was feeling that way. Until Molly talked to me in the last episode, <laughs> and then you know I went to this conference, and now I'm like, well, you know, I can, I can turn, I can turn this around. You're gonna I rock do this. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, impossible. Here's the thing: I hear a lot of t- things that 
I thought was impossible until a couple of people kind of opened my eyes and showed me the way is earning a full-time income and supporting a family by reselling mm -hmm. and reselling with consignment. Mm -hmm. I thought that was specifically online. I thought that was an impossibility and it actually took me, it actually took like a real life example of somebody doing it. Even though I was actually doing it, I still considered it an impossibility. I still considered it temporary and an impossibility. And uh, through a really good example, uh, I, I did change my mind. It is possible. It is possible. And even as I was doing it, I was considering it an impossibility mm -hmm. and not sustainable. Isn't that crazy? It's so weird looking back Isn't now. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So if you're out there and you're doing this, set yourself up as an example. Show other people because without this other business, I, I, don't, know what, I don't know what my mindset would be to this day without them being an example and uh, being there. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Awesome sauce. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. why the um, community is so important for mm -hmm. us. And that's mm -hmm. why, you know, it's why we're here, to help you. And they talked a yeah. lot about the importance of community. Mm -hmm. A lot about that. So, Molly, I think that's what you wanted to talk about. No, girl, I'm talking about sales. Oh. Oh. All right. You doubling up. All right. Doubling down. I got right. I don't want to. I, you know what? I think... Guys, spoiler alert, I just ruined Molly's closing. See, I'm trying to be a moderator, and I'm messing it all up. I'm just sitting back and letting her go. But I know it's possible I can be a moderator. You can do anything you want to do. You can. Mm. Yes. You can. You can. <clears throat> all right, why don't you go ahead with your stuff with me? Because I, I... All right, I'm going to jump in. Okay. Well, were you done? Yeah, my other one was kind of off, off a different... Whole different path, different path. Yeah. So. Okay. All right, y'all. So we had breakout sessions, and I went to one with this gentleman. You may have heard of him, Rory Vaden. He's a New York Times best-selling author. Oh. Um, he's been on that Forbes, New York Times. He's been um, pulled into all the main networks. So he's pretty amazing. And had I known how much information on sales he was going to give me, I would have made one of them stay with me because <laughs> my hand was like, ah, the whole way through. So I'm going to try my best. And this is the first time Tiffany and I are hearing this. So we're yeah, super, I have not we're discussed super excited. Where's my pen? I'm going to take notes. Because okay. I've been trying to get her to tell us about it and she has not been open. I haven't to been able to process it because there was a lot of information. Yeah. So this is actually me trying to... Pull it into, this won't even touch all the information I got, but this will at least give you an idea on what Rory had to say because he was full of statistics, information, stuff I still have to do more research on. But he started with making us all realize how many of us hate selling. Like you hate to be a seller, right? I think especially women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he started about the I hate selling. Like we all say it, like I hate selling. And he said, you have to change your thought and the way you think about what you're doing. And we got a lot of that with a lot of different levels this weekend. But it was like, you're not selling, you're serving. Right. And you have to quit thinking about yourself as selling because that's not what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So he said, stop selling and start service-centered selling. Because hmm. service-centered selling is the way of the future. It's where everything is going now. Okay. 
This one really got me, and I'm going to pull up the slide on this because I took a picture of it too. And I, I, my notes don't say it as well. His slide has it all. If you are reluctant, wait a minute, that's not the right one. Ah, sorry. Here we go. It's okay. Just break it down for us. All right. Service-centered selling is being focused on what you can do for them, not what they can do for you. He told this really, this is service-centered, he told this really funny story about Barbara Bush that Barbara Bush had actually said in front of him when he was at an event with her and met her in the back talking about this story about they were in a limo um, in the, like, no man's land of Texas and all of a sudden the limo was running out of gas and they were like, oh no, and they found this one little, like, I don't know, mobile or something out in the middle of nowhere with, like, one tank to put gas in the car and they pulled the presidential car over and all of a sudden the gas guy is out there putting gas and she steps out of the car and she's like, oh my gosh, I know you. And the guy pumping the gas is an old boyfriend of hers and they hug and they're talking and da 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 da. And she gets back in the car and she, and her husband, George says, President Bush says, um, gosh, isn't that funny? I mean, look at you're sitting in the presidential car and you just went out and here was somebody you dated and here you're married to me. Think of where your life could have gone had I, had you married him, what you would be doing right now. Mm -hmm. And her response was, oh, no, no, no. It's not how my life would have changed. It's how yours would have, because he would be president right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a service she gave, not the other way around. But I thought that was really, really fun. But the other one that he had said was, if you have fear or trepidation in what you're doing, you're being self-centered. And I was like, uh. what? Right? Wow. Yeah. So you should, because that means you're doing the business more about you. When you're doing for others... Are you ever fearful when you're helping somebody? Oh, right. You're not yeah. fearful when you're helping somebody and you're doing something you know they need or want and you're there service in a service industry for them. You don't fear what you're doing because you're doing it for somebody else. Hmm. So if you're fearful of something you're doing in your business, you need to rethink what it is you're doing, right? I thought that was very, wow. very interesting. You know who immediately pops to mind is um, Ms. Michelle of Salvage Garden. I think she runs a very service-oriented business. And when you hear her talk about her business, we do a C-chat spotlight with her. Uh -huh. uh, it's very, what she does is very, very service-based and done in a very serving attitude. Oh, she just popped into my head as a, as a good She's example She's a good one to have that. pop into your head. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, with consignment, we are providing a service. Mm -hmm. Oh, in so many ways. ways. Definitely. In so many ways. And we've talked about all those different ways that we, we do a service. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, what else do I have here? I have so many notes, and I'm trying not to make them boring and re read, read, read. Um, read differences in self-centered versus service centers. That was my note to read to you the differences, not to read to you my sentence that I wrote there. So that's a beauty right there. Um, he, there was this list that he did, and I can probably share it. I don't know. Are there any things that say we can't? Are we able? We're able to share that stuff, right? Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, come on, man. Um, but he did this list on the differences between self-centered versus service, and I thought this would be fun to run through real quick. Yeah. Self-centered business needs salesperson 
service center needs prospects. Self-centered businesses, communication style is combative. Service-centered, it's collaborative. A self-centered salesperson does more talking. A service-centered salesperson does more listening. A self-centered, oh, self-centered is focused on sale, service-centered on relationships, which takes me back to my time in the nonprofit industry, in that mm, sector. Yeah. It's very much about relationship mm-hmm. building, which is really what we should, all should be doing. And we're doing a good job mm-hmm. building our communities. Um, so this was just, I think, made me feel so much better about all that we're doing. Um, self-centered persuasion type is pressuring, whereas service-centered is facilitating self-centered time horizon is short-term, just got to get that sale, get that sale, get that Mm -hmm. sale, Mm -hmm. whereas service-centered, you're you're long-term. You're not looking for the single sale. You're looking to build the long-term customer. Self-centered is additional sales calls. If you're one that does additional sales calls, you think of them as a necessity, whereas a service-centered thinks of them as your duty. Like, you need to. Not, it's a, I mean, it's your duty to take care of them. Talk about reframing. Mm -hmm. Right? Talk about reframing. Self-centered sale is done. They think of money collected. Service-centered when the sale is done, you think of the result that is experienced by your client. Mm -hmm. And self-centered works from pressure. Service-centered works from pride. Wow. I was like, I'll drop you the mic. You better not be dropping my new mic. You better not be dropping my new mic. So, all right, I got a few more little things just to hit it hard. And then we're going to be like, think of each interaction as this person will leave feeling better, whether it's a sale or not. You want mm. every person you come into contact with to leave you feeling better no matter Wasn't that one of the themes was you you don't always remember what a person said to you but you always remember how they made you how they made you feel right 100 percent you always win when you focus on the relationship commit to always do what is in your client or customer's best interest always and go for the long term because that is how you build referrals. And then he went to all this about referrals. And I kept thinking, well, we're not really like that kind. But you are. You are that kind of business. It's just in, in feedback and ratings and comments and things mm-hmm. like that that we build. I mean, we're not the referral type of like phone salesman. But it is still our type of referrals are important. So relationships build revenue. And then he said relational equity is a form of currency. I like that one. Relational? Explain that to me. What? My head is hurting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I told you. It <laughs> blew my mind. What you put into relationships, re- relational oh, equity, okay. what okay. you're building in your equity of relationships is a form of currency. You're going to, right? Because um. they're going to go out and they're going to talk about your business. Right. Right? And that's building currency. You yeah, build I mean, the best. The best advertising is word of mouth, right? Yes, absolutely. Right. Two more biggies, and then we'll move on. You build by giving. You withdraw by asking. So, if you want to build, you need to be finding ways that you are providing for. 
your customers and that's the service letting them know what services you're giving them what so what what are you doing for them mm-hmm. when you're asking you're you're pulling out of that pot right and then here's the other one that as a branding person who loves branding you have to think of branding as the digitization of your reputation oh yeah oh my yeah you're putting your reputation out there everything you put out there you're digitizing your reputation and i thought that's really a cool way to our social media goddess yeah i love the the whole session we did on branding too that's Mm -hmm. a whole that could be a whole episode in itself oh absolutely that was so much amazing (laughs) and you know i think that we'll probably incorporate some of these things into other episodes a hundred percent in there you know because yeah. everything i just shared with you or just things that moved me at the moment there is so much in that i i still got to go through all that right i'm gonna do because i've been moderating the book club our next book is take back your time and at the boutique christy went into uh, a little bit about her book which i've read but i have to do the practical applications of and I think it's really, really going to help you guys. And I think this is going to tie back into everything we just talked about. So the book is Take Back Your Time. We have it linked up on our social media. If you want to grab it, it'll be probably two or three weeks before we start reading it. So you have a little time to, to go ahead and pick it up. And we're going to go through it chapter by chapter. But the thing about Take Back Your Time, it's not about the logistics of time blocking, which we've gone through in our live episode. It's more about the overall philosophy of how to manage things in your life and how to say no, Mm -hmm. how to see what makes the cut and what doesn't. And this is what I'm really excited about doing for myself and also showing you how that applies. And I think all of us will be doing it Mm -hmm. is the two main things that I'm most excited about are number one, you need to realize what matters to you and what matters to your business. And number two is you need to recognize the things that don't matter to you and don't matter to your business. And the reason I'm really excited about that is I'm really into efficiency and, you know, saving time. And I think there are a lot of things that I personally do uh, throughout the course of a day that maybe I don't need to be doing, that maybe are not contributing to my business, my success. And what are those things? So I'm really going to go hard in identifying not only the things that are important to me, but the things that aren't important and can fall off. So I have more time to do either do more profitable things for my business or have some more me time with my family. And I'm just, I'm just really just excited to see how that works out for, for all of us. Love it. And yeah. I'm excited. I think that getting rid of things we don't need to do is huge. Is huge. huge. Is huge. Right. And I'm just so excited. I'm like holding myself back from. I know. When you just said two that. weeks, I was like, do we have to wait that long? I know. I Why know. Two I know. Two I'm weeks. like ready to do it now. Come I know on, there man. are those things that I can eliminate and eliminate guilt free. See, that's the thing. The guilt. The guilt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of guilt. Nona Jones said about this subject, yeah. guilt will write a check that your calendar will not cash. Hmm. And that Deep. is so true. I mean, I know we all do things and take on obligations that just because 
we have the guilt or just because we feel we have to. Mm -hmm. But she, um, she did say something about obligations too. I didn't write that down. But there was something about, um, I'll have to think about what that is. I'll, call, I'll get back to you on that. We'll do a post. Just because somebody post, needs like, you doesn't obligate you. That's true. That was it. it. That was it. That was that it. it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, Just because somebody needs you. Yeah. And I'm not talking about somebody that really needs you in your family. Or right, I'm, right, I'm right. Not, that's not what I'm talking about right now. But right. there are all those little things that definitely add up. And uh, the book, the book does a really good job of addressing how to get rid of that guilt when you go through these things and you decide what is important to you, your business, your family those things it really goes through how to eliminate that guilt when these things do come up and how you can easily say no because you know your family or your business is more important than whatever other thing that is mm -hmm. you have your primary commitment is to and that. because you state it and you prioritize it and you write it mm -hmm. then that just takes away the guilt doesn't that sound beautiful right have you like, heard oh, about sorry. the people that that live by the philosophy that if someone asks you to do something and it's not a, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. Have you heard that before? Mm -hmm. There's actually a book about that. Oh, book called hell yeah. So it's a whole philosophy that people, some people live by now that it's like, if I, if, if I don't get that feeling, hell yes, then it's a no. Oh. I uh, used to always get in trouble mm -hmm. with my friends when I was a teacher back in my teaching days because I would just be everybody's babysitter. And the parents would come in and you could tell they're exhausted from work and like we really want to go out Friday night, you know, we really need a date night. Can you and I would be like, um, okay. And then the girls would want to go out and have drinks and and mm -hmm. I'd be like, I can't, I'm babysitting. And they were like, Why do you do this to yourself over and over again? Why mm -hmm. do you always say yes? And I'm like, Well, because I feel so bad, they're working all day and they're like, So are you. You know That is a good right. example of what Nona Nona said. Like mm -hmm. somebody else's problem is not it's not your problem. Yeah. Right. And they'd be like, So are you? And the best advice I got was from my girlfriend Vanessa and she just looked at me and she said, What all say? you say is I have plans right period you don't need to explain i have plans your plans can be laying on the couch eating bonbons in your pjs watching bravo housewives doesn't matter i have plans well, 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 she said she said i'm not taking any more commitments right now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and that was good mm -hmm. that's that's more for like long-term things but yes that's mm -hmm. Because, oh, and also she said, you know, you go through seasons in your life. So, so those priorities will change. What might fit in last year or what last, you know, even last month might mm -hmm. not fit in your schedule right now, this mm -hmm. month or this season. Because you go through seasons, your seasons are always well, changing. Well, like, so like business owners with school-age children, your season's different during the school year mm -hmm. than it is during the summer. Right. Right. What's your, right. What your priorities are going to be during the school year are going to be different than what your priorities are. I mean, they are can even summer. be based on the ages of your kids. Absolutely. I mean, once your Absolutely. kids get older, you're in a whole different season. Right? That's yeah. a whole different season. Yeah. <laughs> or when they're out of, out of the house. Yeah. Oh, that's yes. a whole different season. Yeah. Uh, it was such, I mean, just... Amazing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you can see we could go on forever. We could. <laughs> we have yeah. so much to share with you, and we will in different ways. Like we say, there's a lot that will get integrated into upcoming um, episodes because so much of it will come back over and over again and mm -hmm. different things that will come out that we haven't shared because we all have notebooks full. Um, but And it's all stuff that is going to boost your business. 
It's going and to relevant to the consignment business. Relative to the consignment business. 100%. We can do that for you. And, you know, the re the re um, confirmation on the importance of having a community within your business. And mm. that is what we have with C-Chats and with you all as a community. So please be sure that you're out there helping build this community. Do, you know, be part of the giving of the business of make it a point to find another local um, consignment shop or or online friend that you know does it maybe not even local maybe somebody you've connected with through mm -hmm. social media and bring them into this community because they may be out there alone needing this kind of support and that was one thing i really got from this weekend that you felt was that community and we well, and feel that all chills. the time i have yeah. chills because people have reached out to us and said you know i've been looking for something like i'm all this. by myself right. i yeah. met a vendor at this event and when i was telling her she asked what we did when i was telling her about c chat she she goes, oh my gosh, can I please have your card? My mother owns a consignment business in Alaska, and she's all by herself. There's nobody that does what she does. Mm -hmm. And she always talks about how alone she feels. And I was like, here you go. Bring yeah. her in, because oh. we have a phenomenal community of supportive business people in the C-Chats community. So even you may not think about it, but I'm telling you now, think about it. Make it your mission to go out and reach out to a couple of more people mm -hmm. in the business and bring them in because you might help them in a way you have no idea. And so. they may help you. They may end up giving back. 100%. Yeah. 100%. They're going to end up teaching you something. You'll it's be like, crazy oh my how gosh. That happens, yeah, I'm it? so glad that I mentioned this to them because I didn't even know they knew that. Mm -hmm. ah. mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. All right. So if you ladies enjoyed hanging out with us, thumbs up. Click that thumbs up button. Like us. <laughs> bell us. Click that bell. Come on, you got this, you got this, y'all. Click that bell, follow us, like us, give us that good feedback. What else? Consignmentchats.com. Find all the ways to connect with us. Yep. Check out, uh, there is a page there, it's called Our Faves, where we have a list of all the different items that we use or recommend, uh, different software. So if you have a question, you know, check there. If you have questions about a product, like a Rolo printer, um, go ahead and uh, ask us that. We do get a small commission from that. So it does help support the podcast because this can be a fairly um, pricey thing to run. And we <laughs> like to provide our content free of charge. So, all right. Thank you. All right. Until all right. next time, ladies. Until next time. Well, cheers. Well, cheers. <laughs> Thanks for joining Libby, Molly, and Tiffany. The Ladies of Consignment Chats, as we talked about all things consignment. To learn more and keep chatting, find Consignment Chats on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and Instagram. <laughs>